Welcome to the Sassy Biker Sister Podcast. I'm your hostess, Erin Bailey. We will be hearing from some amazing lady bikers around the United States and beyond. Whether you have ridden, hope to ride soon, or currently ride motorcycles, front, back, or sidecar, this podcast is a can't miss. We will share some of the best roads, destinations, tips, and laughs as we chat with our Sassy Biker Sisters. All right, well, welcome to the Sassy Biker Sisters. And our next guest is Melinda Johnson. She is the founder of Open Road Girl and um, has some exciting things going on. But first, we've got some questions, of course. Melinda, I'll let you introduce yourself first, and then we'll I'll start asking the questions. Sure. Well, I'm Melinda Johnson, the owner and founder of Open Road Girl. And it's a line of motorcycle apparel that I designed for women, which naturally just evolved into a huge community of women. So currently we have over 33,000 women on our Facebook group. That's just our main group. And then I have like smaller groups, uh, a Florida group, a Minnesota group. And there's a few other states too, but those aren't as prominent because I don't live in those states. Not saying that that's not why it's big, but because... I'm there growing it there as doing a meet and greets and such. Fantastic. Yeah. And when did you start Open Road Girl? Well, originally I started in 2008. Uh, well, actually, that's when I first came up with a, with the concept of creating a T-shirt. So I guess to back it up a little bit, I actually um, had the, I've always had the desire to go into business for myself back in my 20s. And that's when I had the thought of, we've got to be here for a bigger purpose than just paying bills and dying. And I didn't want to work for anybody else. So I I actually went to um, the library and did research. I'm like, well, what can I do? Do I want to be a cleaner? Do I want to be a you know a real estate agent? Do I, you know, I had all these things and I'm like, but none of them were like, yeah, like that's it. And so not I I mean not just to screw up your flow of your 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 thing, but it's like when I I started writing back in 2005. So all these books that said you know do what you love to do and you'll never work another day in your life. So I thought, well, I love motorcycles. So what could I do in the motorcycling world? And so I thought, well, why not design a T-shirt? Like that can't be too hard, too hard, right? And right. it can be hard to sell because everybody's got to wear clothing. That's right. But however, it was a little bit harder than what I thought it was going to be. But the journey along the way from my actual first print in 2010. So that's when I really went to print and my first trade show or motorcycle show to today. Mm-hmm. And it's been almost 12 years. Wow. Yeah. And what a so, journey you've had. Yeah. So I started with one single image and it was a girl on a motorcycle with her hair flowing and underneath that I had lady bikers. So that was my very first design. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And that is kind of the the idiom of uh, women on motorcycles is with their hair flowing out and just the the breeze in there around them and the freedom that it brings. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very nice. Well, let's get to know you a little bit as a biker, as a rider. So tell me about your bike. What are you sure. riding right now? I ride a 2017 Indian Chieftain, and it's an open road girl branded motorcycle. Oh, nice. And what I mean by that is that I had a dealership in Minnesota 
the Bison Indian dealership that he mm-hmm. brought in three open row girl branded motorcycles. So of course one of those was mine, and then wow. they sold two more. So actually one gal lived in Wisconsin that bought it, and the other one bought the other one, which was she was in Minnesota. So there's actually three open row girl branded motorcycles. That's fantastic. Yeah. And in the YouTube video, we'll put a picture of your bike. Um, yeah. Maybe a couple of shots, maybe even the other two, if you have a couple. Do you have um, yeah. a photo of all three of them together? Uh, you know, I don't know if I have all three of them together, but I'll look. Okay. I'll look. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, Perfect. so actually my, my first bike, though, was a 2005 Harley-Davidson Lowrider. Mm-hmm. And actually, just to share that story on how I got into riding, I, I... Actually, I didn't even know that I did want to ride, actually. But, I, I mean, I was on the back. Actually, when I first started, I was on the back with my boyfriend. And I picked up his bike. I was probably 24, 25. And I thought, wow, this thing is heavy. <clears throat> and he had a Sportster. So I never thought that I would have the strength nor the courage to ride a motorcycle. Mm. And so, you know, that relationship ended. And then I you know, dated another guy. And then I, we were, we were out somewhere out in Northern Minnesota and there was a whole group of bikers that came through and two of them were women and they were pretty small. And I was like, that is super badass. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, it was, it was actually very inspiring to me. And I thought, well, if they can do it, why can't I? So I made up every excuse why I couldn't ride, you know, the fear of this, the fear of that. How can I afford it? Blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then he was like, well, why don't you ride? And I'm like, or why don't you buy your own motorcycle? I'm like, I don't know. It's a good question. So we went to the dealership and I, I bought my bike first, but then I got the class included into the purchase of my bike. Oh, that's a good deal. So I bought my bike brand new and then I learned how to ride. So and just for the listeners, how tall are you? Five foot Seven and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you see women of all sizes riding bikes. Right. Even from, you know, I see quite a few posts, especially on Hope and Road Girl, of uh, ladies that are 5'2", 5'3", and um, they have their bikes lowered. Some of them don't, and and they do fine. Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening out there and you think, oh, I'm too short to ride, not so much. No. And then if you think, oh, my gosh, it's just too heavy, it's like, but it's really not. It's It's like once you... The hardest part is getting enough to kickstand if you're on a hill, but that's about it. Which you wouldn't want to be on a hill anyways, but right. if you're at an angle, like, that's just the toughest part. But, yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was quite the journey from how I got into riding and how it flowed into coming into business with Open Road. And actually, originally it was Open Road, and then it was Open Road Girl in 2013. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. All right. How do you ride? So you've said that you ride your own. You used to ride on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever ridden anybody on the back of your bike? I have. I had my daughter oh. uh, back when she was a teenager. And actually, the guy that I dated, you know, where he pushed me to go get my license and get the class. And he was on the back. But I have to say, I don't really like it. Okay. I. It just, I, it just feels odd to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Maybe it's because the the movement of it, I'm not used to. So, yeah, I've only had just maybe three passengers. But my current bike now, 
the first thing I did was took the back seat off. So <laughs> it's just a, it's just a solo seat. There you go. No passengers. All right. But I still and do like to be a passenger. Do you? I do. Sometimes it's nice. I like it. I um, I started riding with somebody um, back in the early 2000s, and um, I got tired of waiting on the boys to ride. So mm-hmm. I decided mm-hmm. to go ahead and ride my own. Yeah. But I still like it as long as I trust the person. You know, I like to be able to look around and see the scenery, and I like the communication between um, the rider and me. And yeah, I enjoy it too. But then right. there's other times where you just got to just got to go. Right. Tell me why you ride. What is it with deep within you that makes you need that wind? That's actually a really great question because it's just a feeling that you have within you or within me, I should say, because you're asking me. Um, It just makes me feel more powerful and free and independent and, there's just so many feelings that you get. I mean, of course, I mean, I still have, even to this day, from riding from starting in 2005, I mean, I still have where I get nervous when I first started riding, you know, like every time I get on the bike, you know, because it's just everything that you have in life is a risk. But I still have that little bit of a butterfly in my stomach going, can you do this? And it's still there. And that's the voice where I'm like, I got this, like, I'm going to just, I'm going to keep going because the way that I feel, it's just an amazing feeling. It is. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. And it is hard to describe until you're out there. Exactly. You know, you can just feel your whole body relax a little bit and, um, (laughs) and smile and just, it seems for me, I seem more alive. All of my senses are more alive. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I mean, I've had even girls that have they've come to me and they're like, I've never rode. I'm like, you should just try it. Not not necessarily to drive your own, but just take a small ride on on the back with somebody just to see if it's something that you like. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get on it and they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea this is how you would feel. It's just, it's a, it's a really hard feeling to describe. Yeah, it really it's, is. So now the big question. This is the important thing with Sassy Biker Sisters. Where do you ride? Now, I know that you're living in Florida right now, and you are from Minnesota. And do I remember right that you were born in Wisconsin? Yes. So tell me about some of your favorite local rides to all of those places. Well, so I've been in Florida for almost three years. And I mean, honestly, we haven't really rode that much as I have. I've had other things that came up in Open Road Girl that I've been distracted from and working on which we could talk about that later but as far as like the riding that I've done in Minnesota and Wisconsin and even South Dakota not so much from Minnesota to to South Dakota like that's kind of boring but the back roads and the country roads in Wisconsin and Minnesota are absolutely stunning they're beautiful and they're not that busy like here is where I live in southwest Florida and Cape Coral it's crazy busy because there's so many people that come here because the weather is amazing. So, and then come summer, it's, you know, hot and humid. And so it's not, I mean, you can ride year round down here, but in the summer, man, when it's 90, 95 and the humidity is 80, and then you got the 
heat coming up off the engine. It, yeah, it makes you it dread the stoplights. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they're very long here. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I would say, I mean, I've had done some roads back here that are country, but they're not as scenic mm-hmm. as they are in the north. They're not as, you know, windy and curvy through the trees, and you know, they're not. Not that it feels like I'm riding through Iowa because Iowa's just flat too. I would say the north is way more beautiful than the south. So as far as, I mean, like the south as far as where I am. Sure, sure. Yeah. So in Minnesota, if you just needed to take off on the bike one day, you just said, you know what, I'm going to go ride, or meet up with some friends, I'm going to go ride. Where do you go? Did you well, have a I favorite did. restaurant? Yeah. So actually, there's a huge. Um, biker gathering in Anoka. Uh, so I lived, I lived uh, just north of Minneapolis. So we would ride, um, you know, to like Stillwater, Minnesota, or over to um, like Red Wing, Minnesota, or what mm-hmm. Red Wing? Yeah, Minnesota. That didn't sound right. There's a lot of curvy roads that go through there. But I also have, for girls that are interested, a Minnesota group, and they ride a lot and they have a lot of rides often so they go through some pretty good roads fantastic mm-hmm. and so what's the restaurant that would be your favorite to go to um it was the it's called the 201 tavern okay yeah and what makes it so great well actually that's where it first started but before it used to be called river city saloon and when i first started open road and i say open road because that's what it was back then I mean, the whole street was filled with bikers. Mm-hmm. And then, so that, I mean, that's really where I started my roots of open road. Mm-hmm. And I would do like meet and greets out of there. And then I would have like, you know, we'd all get together and eat and whatever. It was just, it was a great atmosphere. Fantastic. And it was kind of like an old town feeling too. But, I mean, there are hundreds of bikers that go there. But now it changed from River City Saloon to the 201 Tavern. It's changed owners over time. But there's still a lot of bikers that go up there. Nice. And I still go there. So every time I go to Minnesota, I still go there. And so do you have a wish ride? Somewhat, something that you would love to do that you've not done yet? What's your bucket list? Hmm. I don't even know if I really have a bucket list ride. Um, I've done... Well, I've traveled a lot with my truck and trailer with open road. And um, I would say, like, if I were to pick one place out of every place that I've traveled so far, either bike or by my truck and trailer, it seems like Arkansas is, like, the prettiest ride. I mean, they have the best. I mean, they have, like, a lot of switchbacks and country roads. And it's just it's more scenic. And that's just my experience. So I really like Arkansas. You you mentioned that you have been to some rallies um, as open road girls. Have you ridden to rallies as well? Yes. And do you have a favorite rally? I have to say Sturgis. I mean, that's... And the reason why is because of the riding, really. And when my first time ever going out there was in 2005, but I went... No, it was not. Actually, the first time I went was in 1997. But I went as a passenger. I didn't Mm -hmm. go. um, I didn't ride. But I actually did ride my own. 
think, yeah, I think it was in 2005. But that actually was a little nerve wracking because I was a brand new writer. Yes. So it was kind of 50 50 because my cousin went with me. So I wrote half the time with him. So that way I could enjoy the views. And then, of course, I'm a new writer. So I'm going to be 100%. I mean, I still am 100% focused, but, you know, I had that uneasiness or the unsureness of writing, which that probably is not the best place to go when you're a new writer. So, and I didn't actually, I didn't even ride that many miles just because of my confidence level. Sure. And I didn't want to risk not only my own, my own safety, but the safety of others. Sure. It is beautiful out there. It is. Uh, It's absolutely gorgeous rides all the way out into Montana and Utah and Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And same thing with, you know, Tennessee and the Mm -hmm. tail of the dragon. Sure. That's not far from me, actually. Oh, it isn't? No. Okay. A favorite song when you're out there riding? Oh, my gosh. I have so many favorites, but really my my jam is uh, the 90s uh, R&B. R&B? R&B, that's jam. So so when we talked before, you mentioned your mother and how she goes out with you sometimes and how the girls that are around you just think that she's such a stitch. So tell me a little bit about mom and has she been on your bike? She has not. Um, but she's actually been with me since day one that I started Open Road in 2010. And she's pretty much been to almost every show that I've been to. And it's pretty rare that she hasn't been there. And even when she doesn't, then the girls are like, where's your mom? I'm like, well, what about me? Um, they absolutely they love her. Uh, but, you know, she took her motorcycle license or her test when she was 60 and then she got a motorcycle. So you're, it's never too late to start. Um, and for her, it was like the bike that she got was within her budget, but it really didn't fit her. So she didn't like the way that it felt. So she then now, I mean, now she's sold it, but you know, her thing to me was, I see you girls whipping those bikes around like they're nothing. And she gets on and she's like, Oh my gosh, how do you guys turn this thing? So it's it's interesting how we perceive something and then we actually do it. But then once you continue to do it, it does get a little easier. So, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she absolutely loves the open world girls. That's great. Sounds yeah. like she's your number one fan and that's fantastic oh, yeah. to have yeah. that support. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So is there anybody that you'd like to say hi to? Well, all the open world girls. Yay. <laughs> all of us, me included. Us. You included. And so can yeah. we all see? This is a shirt that I got um, during a, a present exchange right around the holidays. And um, I was I wear it quite a bit. And I've seen a couple of other open road girls out and about while I'm wearing the shirt. And they stop and talk to me. And I it's just great. I love it. Yeah, I think that that's really I think it's even more now how I think about where Open Road Girl started to where it is today. And the fact that we could go somewhere. I mean, I've been traveling and I was like going through, I think it was Indiana. And, and I had my Open Road Girl jacket on and she comes up and she's like, oh, I'm in that group too. And I said, oh, that's awesome. So, but she really didn't know who I was, which, and that's okay. But the whole point is 
it's like she knew that she was connected to open road girls, which is amazing. So it's really about connecting. It's connecting with other women. So that it's more than just the clothing. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's talk about open road girl a little bit more. So talk to me about the brand, the clothes. I mean, it's amazing what you've built. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I, I started as clothing and then it just naturally grew into a community of women. And I, you know, I think sometimes it helps too when you, when I go out and I do these meet and greets and then I meet them in person. And I mean, that part of it's super amazing. I just wish I could pick up and get there in a hurry, but you know, from like here to Texas, you know, it's a good solid two days of driving. And it's like, ugh. even though I could fly, I suppose, but so Melinda, if the listeners want to go and look at the Open Road Girl products and lines that you have of clothing and accessories, where will they go? They would just head over to openroadgirl.com. And exclusively just for your listeners, I have created a, a coupon code, which is SASSY, S-A-S-S-Y, 15. So it's SASSY15. And they will receive 15% off their entire order. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. And we'll put a link and the information down in the show notes as well. So, um, again, that coupon code was? Sassy1515. Sassy15. I love it. And yeah. we'll just keep being sassy. That's right. It's almost the same concept of what I did in person as I do online. Is I, I create these... Uh, exchanges, whether it's a motorcycle battle exchange or a a gift exchange. And sometimes I do these gift exchange throughout the year, not just holidays, because, you know, girls love to shop, don't they? That's right. That's what we do. And so, I mean, in the back end of that, I get a lot of women who come to me and say, you know, like, thank you for setting me up with, you know, so-and-so. You have no idea how much I needed her in my life at that moment. And I said, I had no idea that you know, I just connected to you. So it's just, it's amazing. Like the, the relationships that have been built through open road girl, um, has just been phenomenal. And I, and really that's what keeps me going. So, I mean, there have been moments, um, probably within the last say three, four years where I'm like, Oh, do I want to do something else? Not that it, it gets old because I mean, being around open road girls, it never gets old, honestly. Um, but like doing the shows and do the clothing and then I, you know, it's like, a, like there's something like that's within me that I'm like, okay, now I need to do something different and I need to do something more. And it's just, that's just my own intuition mm-hmm. that's kicking in. So, um, and even though I've done so much and I've, you know, I've grown it and really, I, I mean, I couldn't have grown it by myself because there are so many girls within the group that are like, oh, I was out and I told this girl I was riding a motorcycle and she's seen me and I told her about the group. So it's not just me who built it. So it's all the amazing, supportive, loving women in the Open Road Girl group. Sure. Yeah, and so, and now it's like, I'm just, I'm shifting gears a little bit, just not only with myself evolving as a human being, but um, I actually have done, um, I just recently did a webinar on Sunday, which we had a huge success with that. And that's, it's really about 
taking back your power and becoming fearless. And it's more than just riding a motorcycle. It's every aspect of your life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's in money, whether it's in health or fitness, um, or even your, you know, spiritual side. There's just so much to life that we don't discuss. And I think sometimes we feel like we're on this journey alone, even though an open road girl, none of us are alone. But some of our personal aspects, we are alone and we're trying to figure it out. So I feel like that's my bridge. That's my next bridge that I'm going over where I'm here to help those women, which I know it's not for everyone, is to get from one side of the bridge to the other and that they're not alone. And we're here to support each other, both personally and on the bike. So, yeah, I mean, that part is really exciting. So I'm actually, I'm very... I'm very blessed to have so many women that just love being loving women. So very good. Now the webinar uh, that you just had, tell me the name of it. Take back your power and be fearless. Perfect. And it's That's just great. it was just it was just a one hour webinar. And um actually I'm planning to do another live webinar, same thing on Thursday, February seventeenth. Perfect. What time? 6 p.m. Eastern time. 6 okay. p.m. Eastern time. And so we will put the link in the show notes for this particular podcast so that um, any of you that would like to join that are more than welcome to. There's no cost, right? No, no cost. Okay, perfect. No. Um, and things that you can expect to hear from the webinar? It, well, it's all about empowering. So it'll be, um, there will be three main um tips that i will give that what i have learned along the way of my it's really about my hero's journey and it's not necessarily about becoming you know superwoman or you know some superhero it's really about like who we are and the place that we get stuck and then we stay stuck because we think that that's the way that the cards were were thrown to us and that we just live this way stagnant until we die and not not to be morbid about it, but I mean, sure. really, there's so much more to life. And so I want to share the things that I have learned over the course of my personal development since 2007. And I've learned so much in all those years that really it's selfish for me to not share what I've learned mm-hmm. because whether it changes the life of one woman or 10,000 women, it doesn't really matter. It's just the changing the life of of someone. And really, my focus is all women, not that I'm against men, because uh, I'm married, so I'm not going against men. But I feel like I have been pulled into supporting and helping women become empowered, become fearless, and just becoming their full potential self. Absolutely. And I think that it you never reach your full potential. There is always a little bit more that you can learn. So, you know, as you journey along in life, every person that you come along, you're learning from. And I think that that's just so important for people to realize is that you just never stop. You always keep your mind open to the next opportunity or the next person that you meet. 
and make sure that you take something away from that person and and what their what their outlook is on life and be open and listen to what they have to say. And that just makes such a difference in our lives as we go along. And you find parallels too. The two of us found a few parallels in in our journeys. Mine's been much shorter than yours, um, but some similarities. I think that so many of us can, if we just sit and talk to each other and listen to each other for a while, that we will find those similarities and be able to just lift each other up. And I think like even in the Open Road Girls group, there's so much similarity within there that that's why it's grown. And really the the foundation that's in there is they're very giving, they're very loving, and they're so supportive. And if we don't have that support system to go along the way, then the dream is going to die within us. And so like for me, I think that's my passion that I have now, no different than when I started say, in my own personal journey in 2007, but even when I started Open Road Girl in 2010, I have gotten comfortable, and now I'm getting uncomfortable again and getting outside my comfort zone. And trust me, (laughs) I'm outside of it big time. So, (laughs) But I also know it's going to make a huge impact in the world, and really that's – why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we allow ourselves to help others and to be there for others? So – I, I, I have where I, I felt like I've already inspired other women within the group. And it's like, now why don't I just take what I've learned and show them and n- not to preach to the choir, but it's like, I want to show you how I got to where I got to. And if you have that desire or if that resonates with you, then come, come on to the next webinar. You'll learn. Okay. And then I also have, so the Facebook group is, Open Road Girls, so it's plural, but the actual brand is called Open Road Girl, non-plural. So when you're searching for the group, you know, if you're not a part of the group, we'd love to have you a part of the group. And that would be under the Facebook groups, Open Road Girls. And you'll see that there's almost 33,000 of us in there. And it's tremendous. It's, yeah. I, I really, I used to every day open Facebook and hope that there was a post from someone whether it was somebody asking, help me name my bike, or what is your first bike? You know, tell me what I should get. Um, Tell me how to do these corners. I'm having such issues. Um, I don't think that I can ride. What do you say to somebody that says, look at you, look what you've done. Look at this huge bike that you ride. There's no way I could do any of that. What do you say? I say, absolutely, you can. But if you tell yourself that you can't, then you won't. That's the first step is it's our self-talk. So we have so much negative beliefs about ourselves. And that's the thing, like things that happened back when we were kids, we still carry with us as adults. And you have to go back within to heal that part of you, to realize that you, you were made perfectly for one. And two, you can have anything that you want, anything that you desire, not want. Because to me, want is needy. Anything that you desire in your life, you can have. If you put your mind to it and you know, it's not easy work. So if you truly want something, you have to work for it and you have to take action. Bottom line, you can't like, I, I, you know, I made the mistake of reading and reading and reading and going to seminars and webinars. And it's like, okay, something's going to give me that light bulb. And it was like the light bulb was every time that said action, 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 bottom line, you have to do the work. 
you do have to do the work I and have. then you have to pull the trigger. Yes. And I will tell you that you're the one that urged me to start this podcast. You oh. are the reason that we're launching today and that we are so excited um, to have you as um, one of our first guests, along with the other two ladies today. Um, but you are the one who really made me just set the date. Awesome. So thank you for that. Yes, it makes my heart sing. Thank you. And you know what? Proud of you for taking that step. Thank you. And sometimes that's the part of that. That's a, I mean, that's like a mentor, right? Even though it's not like you, I'm your life coach and we, it's not like we had long conversations, but anything that inspires us, like stay with that. Stay with that because there's so much negativity in the world. And if you focus on all that negativity, you're just going to keep getting more of it. So if you surround yourself with like-minded, powerful women, you're going to become powerful. Absolutely. And we will. Yeah, and we, we will. Are. We are. Fantastic. We, we are. are. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your joining me. Uh, again, I am thrilled to have you as part of this launch. I hope that you will have a very successful second webinar. I know that your first one was. And um, yeah, just let's keep on riding. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to check the show notes for more information, websites, and coupon codes. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram or Facebook at Sassy Biker Sisters. Until next time, stay safe and stay sassy.